This is Sean Chappell, co-creator of Hibernation, and you are listening to The Night Nerd. Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance. We have a very special show for you today. Uh, in, in honor of Canada Week, you know, I, I said I had some cool interviews. This is the first one. Uh, Sean Chappell, who, from Ramstar Games, you know, Hibernation, uh, they have a really cool new Kickstarter coming out with some enamel pins, scrolling daggers, and uh, we talk about it. He's, he's from Canada. He lives in Canada, and... Really, really nice guy. Like true, true to form, true to stereotype, I guess, of Canadians. Really nice guy. So I wanted to bring him back on and talk a little bit about Canadian way of life and culture and what differs from there and here in the states. And basically, he does an awesome job recruiting me. I mean, I can't say hundred percent that the Night Nerd will be in Canada, but. He, he brings up a lot of great points, talks, you know, speaks. I'll just, I'll let you listen to it. Check it out. Enjoy. Here it is, Sean. All right. I'm here with Sean. Sean, how are you doing today? Good. Thanks for having me on the show, Lance. Oh, always fun. We always have fun when we do things. Um, so I'm talking Canada all week and stuff. But before I get into that, you're working on a really cool project right now. And you'll tell our listeners a little bit about about that yeah absolutely we're actually working on our second kickstarter project right now our first one was was hibernation it was our our tabletop game uh and it didn't uh, didn't fly this time around so we're, we're working on that one in the background but following quickly on its heels um actually we have an enamel pin kickstarter which we're working on which was always in the works it was always our, our plan to move on to it uh directly after hibernation so we're actually uh, in the middle of finalizing um, one last design and getting our numbers correct, things like that. So we're, we're actually presenting a 13-pin enamel pin Kickstarter for um, RPG games. So it's got an RPG game theme. And what we're working on are the sort of the classic archetypes that you'll find in RPG games, such as uh, you know, like mages and clerics and fighters and things of this nature. Uh, and we're actually really, we're pulling from a lot of different places. So looking back, once we started the project and looking back on how RPGs have actually influenced our lives, they have been a huge part, actually, uh, just even right back to when I was a kid, they've been a huge part of my life for the longest time, right from the, from the original Dungeons and Dragons pack that we got, uh, the one that came in the red box with the, with the dragon on the front, um, all the way up to now. And it's just been, you know, it, it seems kind of natural that we're, since we're doing uh, board games and other game related things for us to, to move into enamel pins. And uh, the theme is actually working out really well and we love it. Yeah, I've seen some of the designs you've uh, posted on, online and stuff and they, they just look really cool. They really, in, in just a small pin, they tell a story, you know, like whether it's uh, the ranger pin or the mage pin or whatever, you can really hone in and see you know, you see little things like, oh, yeah, that and it, it triggers those memories and emotions and stuff uh, that, that you fell in love with those characters in the first place. And I think that that's really cool that in in a pin, you know, you're you're crafting all of that. And that's just really impressive. Uh, and 
we'll be posting all the links for that when that goes live and stuff because uh, I think it's going to be awesome. Thanks. Yeah, um, one of the things I really wanted to do with them was to not just um, be really stereotypical with it. I, I, I kind of wanted to drill down a little bit on some of the different characters and really pull the essence out. So for, for instance, like the Druid pin, because there's so many, so uh, uh, Druids are so connected to, to life and to the earth, I made it all about the elements. So you'll find earth, air, uh, fire, and water inside the, the design of the pin. I thought that was really crucial to, to sort of telling that character's story. So yeah, all of them have at least something like that going on inside of them. There's a, there's a bit of a story, as you say, inside each one. Yeah, yeah that's really cool. Uh, you know, one of the cool Thanks. things about uh, role-playing RPGs, stuff like that, is that whole being transported to a different world, something you're not used to and stuff. And that's it's really kind of what I wanted to bring you on for is talk about your homeland, Canada. Down here in Texas, that's it might as well be Mordor because I don't know what it's like up there. Uh, much like, you know, Lord of the Rings and stuff like it looks really pretty. You have big dangerous animals and I, I hear really good food and stuff. So uh, what, wh what's it like up there? You know, what are some of the, your favorite things about living in, in Canada? Well, Canada's a, Canada's a great place um, to live and it's a great place to visit. So, I mean, if you're looking for, it's a long way from Texas to, to come, but uh, if you are looking to visit us, we'd be more than happy to have you come across the border once it's all open and everything. But um, Canada has been a great, a great place to live. I was born here. I'm the first generation of English immigrants. So my parents came here in 75 and I came along in 77. So I'm, I'm the very first Canadian, like true, fully fledged Canadian. Although my, my parents and my brother who came with them from England are all, um, are all fully landed, uh, you know, and, and um, uh, card carrying citizens of Canada now. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a great place. We've got basically everything that America has. So regardless of what you know about Canada, we are pretty much very, very similar in, in demographics and very similar in what you can get here when it comes to consumer products or uh, jobs or um, industry, any of those sorts of things. We have very, very similar demographics that way. So culturally, if you want to, you can, you can find all kinds of food types, clothing types, music types, art types, anything that you're looking for. We've got people here from all around the world who have brought basically um, every type of culture together, especially in the big metropolitan areas. So if you go into something like, uh, like Toronto, which is not too far from where I am, it's as, it's as diverse and as big as, um, like, oh, I won't say it's as big. It's not as big as say New York City, but it's as diverse. You will find every culture uh, and every, everything that goes with those cultures in, inside the cities. So if you want that experience, you can have that here in Canada too. Um, also outside of that though, we have a lot of space, like a lot of space in Canada. So if you want the rural experience, you can really have that too. Um, so if, as you go across, um, sort of the, the, the middle of Canada, we have what we call the prairies. And I mean, you have, you have some of that in the top end of, of, uh, the U S as well. It's very flat. It's, uh, very dry. Usually it's very cold in the winter. Um, and it's very isolated. So if you like that sort of thing, you can find that there too. 
Um, and there's, there's all kinds of great things here in Canada. Uh, I think some of the things that set us apart, uh, one of the big things is that we have socialized medicine in Canada. Um, I know that we, we get snippets. Well, we get quite a lot of information from the U S um, it, uh, we probably are the outside of the U S we are probably the biggest consumers of, of U S news and what's going on. So we know about things such as Obamacare and the, the push for socialized medicine and things like that in the, uh, in the U S and uh, I've watched videos about, you know, um, Medicare and other things that, that you have down there and stuff like that. But I think that the, the, the socialized medicine system that we have up here in Canada is wonderful. Uh, and regardless of how you may or may not feel about it, I would invite you to come up here and try it out because you can just walk into any hospital or any medical service and, get looked after and it's not a big deal. It's, it's all taken care of, which is fantastic. Um, and outside of that, I mean, Canada has its own sort of unique uh, series of cultures that have built up around it because I mean, ultimately America and Canada were way back when made up of very similar people. Uh, I know that you may not want to know this, uh, but, or, 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 um, what's the word I'm looking for here, uh, admit this or something like that. But a lot of the founding fathers were British in, in America. I mean, they, they, a, lot of, a lot of people came from Europe, a lot of European influence, right, in America, which is why you'll find a lot of European-influenced architecture, like all around Washington, D.C., all, um, all the big buildings that look like they're pulled straight out of Italy or, or some of the other, you know, big European countries and stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, when we sort of diverged, uh, and became separate and distinct countries. Uh, we were still heavily British, British influenced, and we are still considered a British Commonwealth country. So the Queen is our, is our ultimately uh, is our is our monarch and our ruler. Uh, and up here in Canada, what we have is uh, although we have a Prime Minister and we have our own government, there is one person above the Prime Minister who is called the Governor General, and the Governor General is supposed to be a liaison between the Queen and our government. So uh, we still have that. So Canada is still sort of on, on the British European side of things, whereas America has decided to do its own thing and is now America and that's that. So we do have those, those sorts of differences. So if you're looking for something that's a bit more European, you can come to Canada. You don't actually really have to go to Europe if you want to find something that's got that, those influences in it. Um, and so that, that has a different flair to it and it uh, colors our politics a little differently and it colors our our people a little differently which is uh, which is nice it might be a nice change i don't know uh, depending on where you live in america you may actually have quite a bit of that influence already um depending like i said you know washington dc has a lot of architecture which is built off of european uh styling styling so you might not see you know if you go to winnipeg which is the the capital city of the province beside us um, right there, they have very similar architecture to what you would see around Washington, because again, very European influenced. So it's, you might actually feel at home there. I'm not sure. But, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Down here, you know, here in Texas, I think Canada is about as close as the other side of Texas. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's a day or so drive. You hit on something though, that I, I think is really cool. Uh, cause actually last year, my wife and I heavily, heavily looked at moving to Canada, um, looked at jobs up there and, you know, talking about the, the healthcare and stuff. 
people will say, oh, well, you got to pay more for that. But really, like at the end of the day, it's tit for tat. You know, we just get taxed for a different thing down here. But uh, one thing I do want to mention, you talked about all the different cultures that are in Canada. And when I watch cooking shows or reality shows, even even sitcoms based in Canada, you know, they, they say America is the melting pot of the world. But I, I feel like Canada is, it's not a melting pot because everybody comes together, but they still maintain their identity. You know, here yes. in America, it's like you come here and like you said, we are America and this is how it is. Uh, right. For, for better or worse, that, that's a story for another time. But, you know, up in Canada, you see influences from different cultures and you can see everything, you know, if you want, like you said, the European, or I know there's uh, a huge Asian population, uh, especially in like Western parts of Canada and stuff. Um, and you have like First Nation people up there who have amazing stories and, and things. Um, is that kind of cool? Like, especially when you go to the bigger cities, like, okay, you're experiencing more you know your culture is all the cultures uh how how is that experience uh it's great it's great it's really nice actually um and most people are really happy and and, and friendly to invite you in and in and and bring you into the into the culture as it were um i know that there's lots of lots of calls for cultural appropriation in in politics right now uh and i think that's a really regressive and sort of backwards thing to do um, to, to actually have somebody take part of your culture and lift it up and bring it into their own life and, and make it part of their life uh, should be should be celebrated. It should be one of those things where you're like, wow, they like something that we do so much that they want to do it too. Um, and that's that's I think something to be lauded uh, and not not vilified. But up here in Canada, we do we have a lot of festivals. Um, we actually have something. Uh, I'm not sure if it's if it's still going uh but the big the big baseball stadium that we have in toronto's uh was called the sky dome it's now owned by rogers television so it's called the rogers center but um they would have uh, a powwow there every year and it would be a whole slew of native cultures um from all across canada would come together and invite everybody in to enjoy the ceremonies and the different the the different uh you know clothing and then and the the chanting and the music and the drumming and all the rest of it and you were actively invited to be part of the of the of the service and the cer the ceremony and stuff and that's that's really nice and i think that uh, we have to be a bit more open to that and and enjoying those things and sharing those things and we we get that here we do get that in canada it's it's a fairly tolerant place for allowing us to to have those conversations and to have those events where we can experience other people's cultures and see if they're sort of the right thing for us and to bring them in and, and make them part of our own lives. It's fun. It's nice. So uh, about that understanding culture and stuff, you know, it's understood um, wrongfully so I know, but the stereotype is that y'all are so accommodating down here, you know, that you, <laughs> we're in a wreck. If I hit you with my car, you apologize to me. You know, and that, that's yeah. a, a weird, <laughs> a weird thing. Uh, do you know, like, where, obviously, everybody I've met from Canada is super nice, but do you know anything, like, what, about where that came from, or uh, how, how, how does it make you feel? Let me ask you that, like, to, to know that that's 
the American ideal of Canadians? Uh, it's it's fine. It's not necessarily a stereotype. It really is kind of we just not like. Although it's anecdotal, we I, we just went for a walk, and there wasn't a person that we passed who didn't say hi to us, and we didn't say hi to that. Like, we're, you know, we're very cordial and very very friendly about those sorts of things up here. And uh, I'm not sure where it comes from. If it's if it's just um, sort of the mannerisms of past generations just continually sort of moving forward and coming with us that this sort of the idea of, of having certain manners and, and uh, certain etiquette for society as it were. And it's just kind of come along with us. Um, or I, I don't know if maybe it has to do with our seasons, you know, like up, up here in Canada, there, there are parts of America that probably never see really cold temperatures and never see the winter. And I know that this is kind of funny me saying this to you in Texas after you guys got slammed <laughs> earlier this year with those minus 20 temperatures, but we get that all the time uh, come the middle of the winter. And that's, you know, uh, I'm in Southern Ontario and it's one of the warmer spots, but we still get minus 10, 20 temperatures, but you go farther West and go out to the prairies, they get minus 40, minus 50. And if you go farther North, of course, into the territories, you get crazy minus 20 type or minus 60 type temperatures and things like that. So I think that might be part of it is that in order for us to actually get through that nonsense, we have to work together. <laughs> we have to be friendly and general genial with each other so that we're not dying in the middle, uh, like alone in the winter. <laughs> Cause it does get, it can get a little bit uh, like it, it, ask anybody who lives in like Colorado and has to deal with, heavy snowfalls uh, come the winter and stuff like that, that they probably are not far off of what it means to be Canadian because they probably have to do the same sorts of survival techniques in order to get through that, uh, you know, the heavy, the heavy winter uh, season. So uh, it just, it's, it is nice. I won't, I won't lie. But, I mean, there are, there are places in any city where of course there are some, some uh, rotten eggs and you just, do your best to, to stay away from that. You know, you can't help that when you get into really big cities, you'll find all kinds. Right. But not for the most part, most people are pretty happy to help and, and friendly and, and open. It just does seem to be a Canadian. We seem to pay it forward from generation to generation and it just hasn't passed into obscurity yet, which is nice. So that is, I've seen videos of like people being snowed in like the whole town, you know, gets their shovel out to make, a road so grandma can go to the grocery store and that, they, that's like modern times you know that's like in the last few years and stuff uh, i think that also attributes to that cultural conversation we just had you know that you're open to these ideas and uh your acceptance and tolerance and understanding really it's what it kind of seems like of, of other people like okay hey you need help i'll help you and that's it yeah, I'm not a I'm not a big fan of the word tolerance. Um, I've already I've always seen it as as putting up with something that you like putting a brave face on something you don't want to put a brave face on it. You, you know, you're you're tolerating it, although you'd rather not. I, I like what you said earlier. You said acceptance. Uh, I, I prefer that kind of idea. And I think there's a lot of that in Canada. We're just sort of people are different. People have other unique and interesting perspectives. And we're kind of accepting of that. And we just we get along to or, or we go along to get along and so on and so forth so we uh yeah. we don't do that here we uh sadly <laughs> you know if you don't you know if 
if you're red and I'm blue, or if you're blue and I'm red, then well, well, we can't even sit at the same same table, uh, which is which is unfortunate, you know. And that that was that was one of the reasons that we looked so heavily into Canada. Is we're like, hey, everybody, you, you know, you're not gonna shoot your neighbor because they're they have a pride flag or whatever in their yard, you know. It's right. uh, and unfortunately. I'm in Texas. Uh, matter of fact, there's a, a store I pass every day on the when I drive to town, and he just on his billboard out there. He it's filled with right now. He's got f bombs all over it, and I have to explain to my five year old what that word means. And you know, so right. it's and they're all hateful. Like so, you know, it's it's fun, but it's not fun <laughs> at all. No, <laughs> that was that was again one of the things. We're like, well. I mean, and like you said, there's rotten eggs, bad eggs. There are. Anytime, you can't but... you can't get around that. You will find unhappy and unfortunate people everywhere. But yeah, it just everybody up there seems so nice. So uh, you talk about like the plains and the you know the territories and stuff. I mentioned the the animals and things because we watch a lot of nature shows and documentaries and stuff. Um, yeah, they make it out to be that. You know, you take five steps out of Toronto and you're in the forest, in the wilderness. But is it more just like a gradual phase or is it pretty woodlandy up there? It depends on where you are. So where where we are, uh, like taking a step outside of Toronto and you will just keep finding new cities. So up around this part of um, the Great Lake of Ontario, we have what we call the golden horseshoe and it is city on top of city on top of city. So as you drive along the 401, which is our, our big uh, main highway, which comes through, I believe it comes through Windsor, uh, which would be Detroit. So that's Michigan, I believe. Uh, so as, as you come across the border there, you'll hit the 401. And as you do that um, and, and you come into where we are, it's, you know, you get into it from, from Mississauga You'll hit Toronto, hit Scarborough, hit Ajax, hit Pickering, hit Whitby, hit Oshawa, and so on and so forth. And, and it just sort of keeps running up the highway. But there are certain places here in Canada. I, I mentioned Winnipeg earlier. I, I did quite a bit of work in Winnipeg, um, building up a, a maple leaf plant. And Winnipeg is one of those places where if you get outside of uh, the ring road, what they have around their entire city is, is, a, is a circular road, essentially. So if you want to get around the city as fast as possible it's 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 quickest to just hit the ring road and get around it rather than trying to push your way bulldoze your way through the city but the second you're outside of that ring road there is nothing <laughs> it is just it is wilderness it's gone and you're right on the edge of the prairies there so it's very flat and uh it's very it's very scrubby and it becomes uh very piney and very uh and, and the farther north you go you get into what we call the canadian shield which is all rock and bedrock and things of that nature. And the farther north you go, of course, the more scrubby the trees get, the smaller they get, the more lichens and, and all the rest of it and, and things get smaller. Um, but yeah, there are places in Canada where that is very true. The second you step foot outside of the city, you are in the wilderness. Uh, and there are lots of places to get lost. So, you know, if you're, if you're an avid hiker and you love that sort of outdoor type stuff, there is so much to do up here in Canada uh, when it comes to that. Uh, just make sure that you file your um, your hiking plans with somebody. So if you don't show up at the end of the night, they know to come look for you. Know where you are, yeah. <laughs> that, 
see, that's cool. Like, you know, where I live, um, we're a desert flat. Uh, you know, we always joke you can you can stand outside and see your own back. It's it's ridiculous, but we're a six-hour drive from anything. Now, six hours, I have mountains, I have ocean, I have whatever, but uh, forest, whatever. But where I'm at, everything is so far away. Even water, like the nearest lake, is over an hour away. It's not far right. Away. That that's just cool. I mean, you're you're really selling me on Canada. I, I have to say, like I'm. I need to go visit. Um, I was supposed to go up there a long, long time ago to do some album recording and stuff and didn't get to make it. But it, it sounds like such a great place. And uh, before before we wrap it up, what is if there's one thing that you could tell your, your redneck neighbors down here, all of us down here uh, about Canada, like what's the one thing that we need to know about Canada? Oh, that's a tough one. I mm, I should have I should have figured you were going to grab me with something like that. The one thing about Canada, I don't know. I don't know if I can pick one thing. To be honest with you, um, I would say I would say just Canada itself just has a it has all this stuff underneath that umbrella. The word of Canada, you know, the, all the all the cultures. And all the um, all the history and and everything, I would say, just come for the package. Come for the package. It's really hard to pull one thing out and say this is the best. You know, uh, like we have decent government, uh, but I find it to be a little soft at the moment. Which is, you know, you could criticize it if you want to, but it's pretty cool. Still good. You know, we we have good democracy up here, which is awesome. Of course, you have it down there too, so you know what that's all about. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I won't get into it. Um, and we have, you know, we have basically every type of uh, landscape that you could want up here. We even do have arid uh, areas. There, there are places to the east, I believe, of the Rocky Mountains on the west coast where we have, they're, they're considered arid, very similar to probably where you are in Texas, because they get no rainfall because all the rain falls on the west side of the mountains and they never see it. Um. So I, I would just say, come for the package, come for the experience. If you're going to come up here and, and see what Canada's all about, there's lots of space to roam, lots of things to do, lots of things to see. I, I would just wait until COVID-19 is kind of, till we've got our thumb on top of that one so that everything is open so that you can experience it. You know, we've got a great art gallery in Toronto, which I purchased a, um, seasons passed for last year and they were going to be getting through a big Picasso exhibit and a whole bunch of other big art exhibits. And it's been shut for six months out of the last year or more, eight months out of the last year it's been shut. Um, and that's a real, that's a real blow because I mean, there's so much stuff to see and they get through so many really interesting traveling shows. And there's a lot of that in Canada. Um, so yeah, come for, I would say come for the package. Come for the package. Canadian Travel Center, like whoever's in charge of your tourism bureau, they give this man a job. Like you're there you go. doing great. So awesome. Well, Sean, thank you so very much. Um, make sure to check us out later. We're going to be posting all about those pins. They're really cool. Uh, is there any, where, where can people find you online if they want to get some more information about those? Where's the yeah, I, absolutely. Uh, Come to our come to our website, ramstargames.com. It's the best place to find information about what we're up to, of course. Uh, it's always updated. 
And you can find us on social media under Ramstar Games as well. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the all the usual haunts where you'll find us. And uh, of course, you can always go to Kickstarter and look up Scrolls and Daggers. That's our, our enamel pin title uh, of our page, uh, Scrolls and Daggers, and follow along with the pre-launch link if you like. And uh, we launch on the 29th. Hopefully, we'll see you there. Awesome. Thank you so very much. No worries. Thank you. Oh.